Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Brand Nurture Podcast. I am your host, Emily Cecile, and I'm so excited to have you here with me. So anyone who knows me knows that I love goal setting and vision casting and just that whole world. And the conversation I had today was so much fun and sparked a really fun conversation about creating your own happiness and living a life that is truly in alignment with what you dream. Because nobody wants to look back in 10 years time and wish they'd done things differently. So being really intentional about the choices that you're making is to me really, really important. And I think the conversation that we had today was so inspiring. We talk about really getting clear on your vision, how imposter syndrome can affect what you believe that you should be doing, how to not allow external influences to interfere with your true desires, and also how to pursue harmony rather than balance and really releasing that story that there is balance in life. It was such a great conversation and I know that you're going to love it as much as I did. So without further ado, please welcome Kylie to the show. So without further ado, Kylie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. So before we dive too deep into the conversation today, I always like to start with, tell me a little bit about your journey, what led you to the business and the life that you have today? Yeah, I mean, it was a long time coming. You know, my husband and I, when we got married 11 years ago, we said, you know, we want to be really intentional about how we live and design, you know, stepping into this vision that we had for our lives. We didn't want to wake up 10 years later and go, oh, shoot, that's not how we wanted things to go. So it kind of started there. And we said, you know, we need to have very clear goals on where we're going and what we're doing and what the important things are in our lives. And that, that's kind of where everything has stemmed from. And so right, currently I'm an executive coach with a focus on goal setting and vision. And that's kind of what we've done for 10 years. And, you know, when it comes to goal setting, there's so many things out there and so many directions you go with it. And it's not one size fits all. And we, we dabbled in all of it and found what works. And while it's still not one size fits all, you still have to have a plan in place. And so that, that's what I'm helping people do. I put together a seven week course and we do that either in a group setting or in one-on-one coaching to make sure it's really what, what is the life you want to live? How can we, what is it unique to you? How can we structure this that it's going to be set up in such a way that you're excited to get up and pursue these goals and pursue that life you want to be living every day. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm obsessed with that. That's so in alignment with how I live my life. I've always been someone that's like, do what you love. You know, if you're not loving where you're at, find a way to make it what you dream it to be. And that's like what I help my clients do, you know, creating brands and creating lives that they love. So I am obsessed with your mission. (laughs) And I also love what you said about like looking back 10 years time. It's something that I feel really strongly at the moment. I have a son who's two and you know, so much happens when they're young and it's trying to figure out a plan of like, okay, what does the next like 10 years of our life look like? And how can we make this, you know, exactly what we want it to be? Exactly like you said, I don't want to look back in 10 years and be like, oh, I wish we'd done this differently. So I think that that is such a beautiful way to live. You emphasize the importance of vision, which I love. It's like one of my favorite parts of strategy when I work with clients. But I'm going to switch the conversation a little bit and say, I found that people often have a vision that is shaped by external influences, maybe like what society has thought about or, you know, people in their lives. How would you say that you like help people uncover what their authentic vision is rather than maybe like a vision that they think they should have? 
Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to get caught up in that. I was talking with someone even yesterday and said, you know, we're as children, we are asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? That's the number one question you get as a kid. And, you know, whatever the answer is fine, you know, whether you pursue that or not, but we're not asked, who do you want to be? What kind of person do you want to be? What do you want your lifestyle to look like? Do you want to be generous or courageous or bold or have integrity? Like we're not asked any of that kind of stuff. We don't say, you know, what, gosh, what, what, how, how do you like your life right now as a child? And what do you want to see that as an adult? Do you like the way that your parents are doing things and the way you see them living their lives? What would you change? How do you want to do things differently? We're always asked that kind of short-sighted, just what do you want to do? And I think that right there is a cultural thing that puts pressure on, I need to know what I'm going to do and it needs to be the same thing for 50 years. And that's, that's just not the case. You know, maybe, maybe once upon a time you, you got a job and you worked that way, but that's not how it is anymore. And we have such this power ability now to create whatever it is that we want. And so I think it takes a lot to step back and go, what is it that I need? What is it that I want? What are, we've got to look at the big picture of who am I as a person? What's my personality? Like, do you want to be waking up at 5 a.m. every morning or or do you hate mornings? Then we can design a life like taking those kind of things into account and what your personality is. You don't need to keep up with what your sister or what your best friend is doing or whoever it is or what your parents kind of said that they wanted for you. So there's, there's a lot of self-reflection in that. You know, who am I? What's my personality? What are my natural tendencies? What are my giftings? What are my talents? And then what are my values? And, you know, a lot of people feel like they know their values, but have you written those down? Like, let's, let's actually look at those, write those down someplace, make sure that the, the primary people in your life are in alignment with those as well. So that, you know, when you know your values, you can make decisions easier. You can say, okay, that's an alignment with my values. So I can say yes to that. I'm going to say no to that. And so you kind of need all of these components of who you are as a human to then go, okay, what does my vision look like? I was going in this direction and I've been pursuing this, but it just doesn't feel authentic to who I am. And so from there, I begin to ask questions such as, you know, I'll say vision, vision's really hard for a lot of people, because if you say, you know, hey, what do you want things to look like 10 years from now? It's just no one's ever asked them anything like that before. So it just kind of blows their minds. <laughs> so we kind of back it up and I, I'd shoot for five years, but if we need to do just two, that's fine. And I say, you know, okay, what year is it? Let's go five years from now. What year is it? How old are you? How old are your kids? Where are your kids going to school? What is your normal Tuesday in 2028 look like? And we just kind of start to develop what that vision is. You know, is, is the dog still alive? Where are you living? What kind of house are you in? You know, all of those kinds of things. And that's how we really dig into what, what is in your mind's eye, not just what the other people around you are telling you. And so when we get to really dig in one-on-one -on -one with that, that's, we, we kind of build this foundation that they can pursue that and, and give them the courage to, to maybe go against the grain, maybe go against what they've been doing in the past, or maybe what those influences are that say that they should do something differently. Yeah. I think the framework of values is such an underrated tool for making decisions. I had this conversation with somebody the other day that we were saying like, whether it's business or it's personal, having a framework of values that you can like evaluate your decisions against makes life so much easier and makes just like, yes. yeah, it makes business so much easier because you know whether things are a yes or a no and you're not sat there in this deliberation space for such a long period of time. And then the decisions that you make off the back of that are then just so much more aligned with 
you know, like you said, the life that you want to live. So, yeah. Yeah. You've got to dig in and know what those are. And I've got a process for that, but you know, you can't just look at a list of values. You know, you can Google values and that might be helpful, but you've got to look at these, they, they're arbitrary then, you know, what are these big words? Uh, and what you've got to do is bring that down and kind of, kind of land it, you know, ground it a little bit. And okay, if I want to be a person of integrity, well, what does integrity mean? Not just the definition of it. So on a daily basis, how do I know that I had integrity? Well, to me personally, integrity means doing what I say I'm going to do to myself first and then to every, for everybody else. Did I do that today? So what what are those values? And then what does that mean for you so that you can kind of measure your day against that and go, did I step into those? Did I live that way today? And, you know, we, we just need to kind of land the plane a little bit in order to understand what those things are instead of just having these big, beautiful words plastered up someplace. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah, action statements is the term that I I use with clients is, yeah, building like, I find a value, just like a word on its own, is flat. It's quite, it doesn't really mean much to anyone, but once you like attach an action statement to that word, it becomes so much more powerful. Yes, absolutely. So you mentioned about goal setting being a really big part of your work. And I'd love for you to tell me a little bit more about this, kind of your philosophy on goal setting, because I know that, there's a lot of information out there about how to set goals. So I'd love to hear a bit bit more about your own personal process. Yeah. Like I said, there's not a one size fits all, but you do have to have goals. (laughs) You do have to set them if you're going to live your life on purpose and intentionally. So we always start with that vision. You know, let's just go as far as we can. If that's only two years and that's fine. And then we work our way backwards. And this you'll find this in a lot of goal setting programs, but it's like, okay, what do you want to do this year? And now this month and now this week. And so what are you going to do today? And we work backwards with that. But I work very specifically with each person to make sure this is something that they're going to be able to stick with. Is this a process that we can look at? And like I said, we, we work with the whole person. So this is, you know, whether you're coming in for a business, that's fine, but you, you also have your health to think about and you got your relationships to think about and your household and your all, all of these different facets of your life what's important to you right now because we can't have 37 goals this year <laughs> it, you you won't make it you'll lose your mind you'll accomplish two of them and you'll just be frustrated and want to give up on goal setting so you know we start with that vision we kind of break things down a little bit but then i kind of pause and go okay what about what about these other facets of your life Pick two areas out of, you know, the eight. What are you going to focus on for this season, for right now? And that might be health and business. It might be getting my finances in order and my relationships. And great, what are we going to do with that? You know, I had had a client who wanted to be a really great dad. That's awesome. Okay, how do we make goals around that? And he's like, I have no idea. So we dug in and I said, okay, what is a great dad? He had like a three-year-old. And so he starts describing these things that a great dad would do and say for his kid. And I said, okay, now how do we implement that? How do we measure that so that we know you're on track? And really it was so simple. It came down to, he was gonna do a, a yes day with his son in that quarter and read one book in that quarter. It's like, okay, now, now we have this tangible thing you can touch and measure and know, okay, I, I'm being a great dad instead of just this arbitrary, well, I hope, I hope I'm okay. And then, like we were saying, you look back 10 years and go, shoot, that's, that's not exactly how I wanted to do things. And that, that's why the goal setting is so important. And some people kind of bristle at goal setting. They're like, 
you know, it's, it's too structured or it's a process they don't want to go through or something. But if you're going to live intentionally, you've got to be able to measure what it is that you're doing. So we yeah. know with that. And then also time, like I said, you know, all these different pieces of who you are as a person, but time and money touches everything. So let's also look at that in this year or in this quarter, whatever kind of period, time period we're working in. How, how is your time going to be affected? Are you a single mom working a full-time job and you've got four kids and you want to run a marathon? Great. I want you to run the marathon too. But where in your days are you going to schedule that planning? Have you looked up what a training plan for running a marathon looks like? How many hours you're going to take away from your kids? Do you have the child care to cover that? Are you losing sleep because of it? We've got to look at these things and go, okay, maybe, maybe that's a really good goal and that's something that you want in your lifetime. Maybe right now is not the time for that. And that's okay. Maybe we can set something smaller or something a little bit different where you can fit it in, but you're just going to kill yourself trying to th do the thing that maybe is just not for this season right now. I think something that I find really interesting with goal setting as, so I am quite a self-proclaimed, self-confessed, I don't know what word I'd use there, procrastinator due to perfectionism. And I'd love to know how you maybe help clients or help yourself. For people who struggle with procrastination, how do you get them out of that kind of mindset? And how do you also differentiate between like, oh, this isn't a goal for me right now, or I'm procrastinating because I don't know, I feel imposter syndrome or something like that. Mm, that's a good question. Okay. So for procrastination, what I tell everybody is I want you to set a timer when you're done talking to me and for 20 minutes and do something that's going to move the needle towards that goal right. immediately when you're done talking to me. So after this podcast, set that timer for 20 minutes. Now you can't do all your training for a marathon in 20 minutes, but maybe you can look up a training plan in 20 minutes. Maybe you can look up that coach that you're going to need. Maybe you want to travel to, I don't know, Australia. You can't book that whole trip in 20 minutes, but can you look up plane tickets and just see what the best time of year to go is. There's always something you can do. And so that's why I encourage people is 20 minutes, set that timer, just do something. And it maybe you'll work on it for a full hour. Maybe you'll get excited about it. Maybe you'll recognize in that moment, oh, this isn't what I need to be doing right now. This isn't the goal that I want to go after. And that's fine. Um, I love that you brought this up because there's a lot of hesitation with goal setting, but there's a lot of perceived failure. And that's something I address heavily is that when we, often when we set goals, we forget that we're human beings and we think that we're robots and we're just gonna do everything that we should do all the time. And I don't know about you, but I don't do that. <laughs> and so just because you decide that it's not uh, something isn't for right now in the season or maybe a health scare comes up and you can't focus everything into your business right now and you've got to pivot a little bit and give yourself some grace in that area um those are all okay things maybe you miss a deadline maybe maybe that project is over or maybe you just move the deadline two months but it's not a failure when you're that close for example my husband and i one of our big goals from the very beginning was we wanted to get out of all of our student loan debt we paid off forty-four thousand dollars in student loans in 26 months now that 26 months was not the goal it was 24 months and december came that year and we knew we weren't going to make it by the end of that month so should we have given up with $8,000 left, just thrown in the towel? 
like, oh, well, we worked our tails off for two years and it just didn't work out. So let's go get a credit card. Like, no, we just had to move the deadline. You know, we, we, we paid it off that February and it felt amazing. But I think so often in other areas, that's what people do is they just, well, I didn't make it. I'm a failure. This isn't, this didn't work for me or I don't, I'm not cut out for it. And it's, no, you're just human. You just need to give yourself some grace and pick yourself up and keep going. That's such a good point. Like you said, we're human. I'm terrible at working out, but I can say that I'm just not good at it. <laughs> I, I, and my partner's always trying to help me do it. And we went, we meant to go to the gym on Monday at four o'clock and my day was running a bit late. I had to like do something and I didn't manage to get to the gym until like 4.30. And by that point we only had like half an hour and I was like, I was thinking about not even coming, but I came anyway because at least half an hour is better than no hour at all. So right. moving those goalposts can sometimes just be the best next step that you need. Absolutely. What what can you do right now? You know, and like you said, it's better than not doing anything at all. The other part of your question, you said, how do you know it's right for the season? Is that right? Yes. I think that's taking into consideration, like I said, all of those different pieces. I I did one of my courses at the beginning of the year and I had a gal who was all ready to plan goals for her new business. She was so excited. And I think it was our second class. She's like, oh, I have some other things I need to shape up in my life. Like I'm still going to pursue this business, but it's not going to be one of my top two focuses right now. And that wasn't, it was just a realization to her. It wasn't, oh, I'm a failure because these other two areas aren't exactly where they need to be. You know, I need to work on this relationship and get my mental health in order, like things like that before she could really thrive in this other area. She just went, huh, okay, if I can't put all of my focus into eight different areas, because then you're not focused at all, then it just kind of was revealed to her that these were the two more important things. And, you know, sometimes we'll set a goal and this is where I want my business to be this year. And, and like I said, you have, you have a health scare, you have a, maybe the relationship wasn't where you wanted it to be and you've got to pivot. That's okay. That's okay. It doesn't, we're just going to kind of shift things a little bit in the priorities. We're not going to totally neglect it. And then taking in that time and money piece are huge. What, you know, okay, this is the goal. Well, let's break it down. How much time is that going to take? Where is that time going to come from? Where am I going to put that in my schedule? Having a really clear idea of what your schedule looks like, where your time is going. Maybe we have to back it up even then and go, man, maybe we need a time awareness log for a couple of weeks to see where I'm wasting time, where I can fit something like that. And then do I have the money for this? Where is it going to come from? Whatever that may be. You know, sometimes sometimes that's that trip to Australia and you're going to spend $5,000 on it. And sometimes that's the entry fee to a marathon or, or whatever. And it could be very small, but just, you still have to look at those two components and go, does this work for right now? And, and is this an alignment for the season that I'm in? Yeah. I'm guessing that in your line of work, imposter syndrome is something that you see come up quite a lot. Sure. I'd love to hear if you have any specific advice for maintaining resilience when your vision isn't quite going to plan or something along those lines? I think you need a solid support system. Now I say that as highly extroverted human. (laughs) I need my sounding boards. (laughs) But I, I think that's so important when you feel like things are not going your way or everything is crumbling or or that pivot that you didn't want to make is just is painful you've got to have those people that you can express all of that to 
and who go, you're still a rock star. And people that you're going to believe them when they say that. Yeah, you don't want to call somebody that you're going to be like, here's an example. Most often, I've seen some studies done that when when mom says something to you, you go, okay, you have to say that because you're my mom. Yeah. But when when dads say something to a child, they're like, oh, you believe in me? And this is this is across the board. I've seen some studies on it. it. You know, whatever the age, the child, whatever the relationship situation is, somehow dad has this this influence on a child. And so they just go, oh my gosh, you're right. I can do it. But mom's love and encouragement is expected. So who are those people in your life that you're not just going to expect them to say all these things, that they're going to really get to the core and know who you are and be able to pull out and encourage those specific areas that you need right then. And a lot of times that's an, that's a coach. You know, sometimes you have to pay for that relationship, <laughs> but it's what you need from that outside perspective who maybe isn't in the weeds of all of it with you. So I think that's one spot. And then making sure that your mindset and your beliefs are on track. And that comes from affirmations and what you're telling yourself and how you speak to yourself and the habits you put in place. Yeah, I think it's it's got to come from all of that. You've got to have that solid foundation around you in order to press on. And I think with with where we're at right now, there's so much opportunity out there that why not you? Why why couldn't you do whatever this is? You know, and it doesn't it's not always reaching for the stars in business. Sometimes it's being that stay-at-home mom and loving what you do and being intentional with how you interact with your children. Whatever it is for you, have everything at your fingertips. You know, I several years ago, I think it was 2018, my husband and I sat down to go over our goals for the next year. And he said, are you ever going to write that book that you keep talking about? I said, well, that challenge accepted. Now I have to because you said it like that to me. And so I did. And so there was there's a lot of imposter syndrome and something like that. And I kept coming back to there's a lot of books in the world. And there's probably a lot of people who had no business writing books. So why can't I do this? There's no reason for it. Like if anybody, if any other Joe Schmo can, so can I. So sometimes you have to go back and go, just why, why not? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that question. Maybe that's something that I'll uh, start asking myself before I make a decision. Why not? Yeah, you never know till you try. Never know till you ask. Amazing. So I have one final question, which actually I have two final questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) So... I know that you, one of the things that I read about you before our interview was that you uh, focus on pursuing harmony instead of balance. And that was something that I found super interesting as someone who has famously tried to balance everything. So I'd love to know a little bit more about what your kind of philosophy on that is. Yes. I get asked so often about life, like work-life balance. And I'm like, I can't handle it. Guys, you're never going to achieve it. There's no such thing. You know, balance indicates that everything is even. And so if you're going to sleep for eight hours a night, that means you get to pick two other things you're going to do with your day. And then you would have achieved perfect work-life balance. It's not It's not going to happen. That's not how our lives work. Even if you think about that, the old-timey scale with the two plates on either end, they never stop moving. They're always constantly in motion, just a little bit which means you can't achieve balance. It's always in flux. I'm sorry, I get so fired up about this. 
I love it. <laughs> it's just, it's a myth. You need to get it out of your brain and focus on something more like harmony. There's going to be ebbs and flows in life. There's going to be, just like I was saying, you've got all these facets of your life. You can't go after something in all of them at one time. You'll lose your mind. So what's the focus right now? And that might be, hey, family, I have this really big business goal. It's going to take me about three months to working these kinds of hours to achieve. But then this is what it's going to provide for us as a family. We're going to go to on vacation, an amusement park. We're going to go out for ice cream, whatever it is, like communicating that and saying with your with those people that need to know this is what I'm going after right now. This is where my focus is. And here's why. And then we'll shift. Hey, right now I've got to focus on this because you've got basketball season coming up and I don't want to miss a single game, but that means I'm going to miss out on some stuff the two months leading up to it. That that's harmony. You know, if you've got a newborn baby, like you're not getting enough sleep, nothing's going right. Everything is all over the place. That's okay. What we go back to your values. What are your values right then? Probably bonding with your baby and making sure that they're growing the way that they need to. And that's all right. The laundry might pile up the business tasks, you know, the inbox might be exploding. What are your values? What is your focus in that season right then? And it's okay because you're going to come out of that season and then you're going to shift into the laundry always gets done and the inbox is all cleaned up again. And that'll be for that season because your kid is now in daycare and that's okay. And you've got some time back. So it's just, what are these ebbs and flows of life? And can we recognize it like that and, and put our focus where it needs to be in each season and stop stop, stop, stop trying to achieve this work-life balance. You'll never, never get there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that is a fantastic way to look at things. And I love what you said about the scale, like nothing's ever perfectly balanced. And I think people learn that the hard way. <laughs> yes. Losing their minds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I can agree with that one. <laughs> Been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> so. This is my final question. I love to ask it to everyone. What is lighting you up most in this season of life and business? With where my business is right now, I am the primary caregiver for my son who is six years old. And I love what my schedule looks like right now. I love that I get to be with him for most of my day. And then, you know, my husband gets off work and we kind of trade places and I get to work, but we're both at home. Like we have we have this beautiful family time, but then focused work and we're able to give and take with that, that that's what's lighting me up is I'm able to do what I love and help people live intentionally with their lives. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I get to be that example and be excited about every single day. That's amazing. I'm very, very passionate about the work that you're doing. So it's so great to hear, especially when people are living in alignment with you know, what they're preaching as well. It's sometimes that thing of when they say, do what I'm saying, not what I do. But when it comes to something like this, you really need to, yeah, try and be in alignment with it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Perfect. Well, thank you for coming on today. Tell everyone where they can find you, how they can connect with you further. Yeah, it's just KylieRobinson.com. I do have a free PDF. It's five steps to stop procrastinating and break down your goals. So make sure you check that out. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. No tip. (laughs) And then just on Instagram, Kylie underscore N underscore Robinson. Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me, Emily.